Roadshow, episode number 267. And by the way, it is actually an MMA Roadshow once again. We are on the road, Jacksonville, Florida. My name is John Morgan. Cole Coffee, not with me, but in his place, a man that can, uh, that can, that can fill in very aptly, I would say. Good friend of the show, Oscar Willis from the MacLife.com. Hello. Hello again. Hello again, man. We've, we've done it in Vegas, and now we'll do it on the road. I guess this is kind of... Uh, the way to do it, keep your circle small, right? I mean, uh, th- th- we've we've quarantined together in Vegas, so we don't want to just invite strangers in. But we'll, let's throw it out there to the audience. A nice, safe distance between the two of us. A good six feet right here. Yeah, we're we're doing it the right way. Look, you gotta. I think as places start to open up, you can argue whether they're good or bad. But as long as we're all safe. That's the priority, right? So. That's what matters. All right, we, of course, are in town for UFC 249. We got lots to talk about, but I'm sure people are very, very curious about just kind of how the whole situation is. I mean, there are no fans in town. Uh, there is no media. So I just want to talk about kind of the setting and what we've been through so far. I will say, number one, by the, we are in my hotel room right now, which uh, is the host hotel. As we look out uh, the window here, we can we can see the venue. I mean, it's it's a tight little world. We, we, we got it all right here. But I will say, now granted, I just got in last night, so I haven't even been here probably like 24 hours now at this point. I have never felt more disconnected from a host city. Like, yeah. like I'm in Jacksonville, Florida right now. All right, if you say so. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're not really allowed to – if we're staying on the property, we, we've been asked not to. Now, you are staying in Airbnb, so you've been kind of yeah. going back and forth a little bit. Um, I have been in this tightly sealed bubble, this envelope. and uh, The UFC campus of Jacksonville. That's it, the UFC campus of Jacksonville. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's weird, man. And, and – so I'm curious. I mean, you're you're on the outside a little bit, yeah. but I mean, again, it's not like everything's open and you can just go do whatever. And I don't think even if everything was open, any of us would necessarily feel comfortable saying like, "Yeah, let's just go to a bar with a bunch of strangers, just yeah. stand shoulder to shoulder and drink." So I don't know. I, I just I I literally you could tell me I'm in any city in the world right now, and it's like, all right, whatever you say. Well, it's funny you say that because even so, I'm staying at an Airbnb, and for people who are suddenly asking questions I st- I, as soon as I walk into the hotel I'm getting tested right away mm-hmm. um, for with, with the coronavirus stuff um, but I have to say even on the outside you tell me I'm in any city there's no one around no mm-hmm. one is out of their house it's it's there's no traffic or anything you know you're, you're there are businesses in Jacksonville opening I think uh, like certain places restaurants and bars can have up to a certain capacity I, as I was on the way home last night there's no one in them right you know because people still not ready to take that risk so yeah it definitely feels like the most isolated yeah sort of fight we, you can't there's no flavor to it there's no, i couldn't tell you anything what, what's the people like what's the vibe like what's well, the excitement the ho- level even the hotel itself i mean the hotel itself is you might see people but they're on their way to their room right. or anything like that you know everyone's got a mask on as well you can't really walk you can't walk around the hotel without a mask that's true and yeah like you said a good point by the way i should say before the fact that you're not staying here not people that were involved were not required to stay here if 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 they couldn't uh, if they didn't want to or the, I mean even some of the fighters aren't staying here you know I yeah. mean I think Jeremy Stevens is at an Airbnb of course Don Cerrone's got his RV <laughs> parked right outside like yeah. literally just outside the hotel but important to note yes you, you don't come in uh, until you're tested so so far and again we've only been here a little more than 24 hours but every day you have to go check in with the medical staff mm-hmm. and the first day we got here. We did the COVID-19 <laughs> testing. Uh, if you haven't seen the video by now, I, I posted mine online. Uh, it's 
it's it's uncomfortable. I'm going to be honest. It's it's a weird thing, and it. But I will say this, and I don't want to say this as kind of a public service because yeah. I'm assuming that testing is going to continue to be more increased and increased and that sort of thing. So let me just say, if for whatever reason, like you think you need a test or a test is available and you're required and you are scared or you are concerned, I will say this. I was being a little bit of a weenie about I it. I think like, both of us, out of right. all the media, were the biggest pussies about it. Totally, man. Like, I yeah. was so scared. And I finally figured it out. I, I, I've been saying, I think it was like some kind of science fiction movie as a kid that just scarred me, that I've had this fear of like something in my nose. And I couldn't place my finger on But I've always had this, like, I, I have this fear of like something being shoved into my nasal cavity. <laughs> and somebody on Twitter, and I apologize, I don't remember who it is right now. Somebody on Twitter uh, tweeted me, a clip of, I believe it's Total Recall, maybe, where oh, they're yeah, like yeah. yanking some big, like, sphere out of Schwarzenegger's nose. And I think that was the, I think that was it. <laughs> I think, so I want to say this. I was afraid, and I'm not, I'm, I'm man enough to admit that I was scared to death. And I, th- I, I think the clip showed that I was afraid. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I looked tougher than I thought I was, but I was afraid. Uh, but they, when they do it, I will say this it looks like watching somebody yeah. else get it looks way worse than it yeah. actually feels. Like it is weird. It is uncomfortable. I did I did describe it to my wife and kid. I was on the phone with them and they were like, what did it feel like? And I was like, it felt like being tickled in a place I've never been touched before. <laughs> and then I was like, wow, that is a horrible description of it. That sounds awful. That sounds yeah. like I was molested. And uh, <laughs> Well I was gonna say I described it to my friend as being skull fucked by a very tall <laughs> thin long penis, but but there's just there's just levels to the way we describe yeah, things, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be more colorful with it. But I I would agree it's it's kind of a weird thing. Um, I've got a couple of tattoos and stuff, and when everyone asks what's it like being tattooed, it's a unique feeling. So right. you can't really ever describe it properly. It's a unique feeling, and I have to say, being shoved in the fucking face <laughs> with this like pencil long thing, it does it doesn't hurt, but it is a very odd feeling. It's weird, man. You just like I said, you're, there's a sensation that you'll you'll hopefully never feel again you yeah. know so anyway so i want to throw out there that if you're facing this don't be scared it's not that bad it is weird uh i have had a lot of people point out that watched my video that it seemed like the swab was in my nasal cavity a lot longer than it was in any of the other fighters <laughs> that posted <laughs> yeah, theirs yes. and i i haven't i haven't taken the time to sync up like a time lapse of of but i i tend to agree like i watched like anthony pettis and yeah. tony ferguson and carlos Sparza. i watched all their videos and the, the 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 lady didn't have time to ask a question and then and, and go well, again. I think the issue is, John, when you're trying to slip the thing as it comes towards you, they tend to keep it inside your nose a bit too long. <laughs> all right, so I'm saying all that first of all to say, hey, if you're facing this, don't be scared. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't even feel like that uncomfortable. It's just weird. It's just weird. So don't don't freak out about it. It looks way worse. I've seen the videos. I've seen my own video. It looks way worse than this. So I'm gonna throw that out there for everybody. Uh, and shout out to my 75-year-old mom who, before I came down here, was like, it feels like a tickle. And I'm like, oh, thanks for making me feel like a weenie. Like, you're right. It did feel like it. She even hit me up. On, she, by the way, she messaged me. She's like, I told you it feels like a tickle. I'm like, ah, I know. I was scared. Anyway, so I'm saying that. But then also to reiterate that, yeah, we are being tested every single day. Uh, not not the swab test, but, they, you know, they're taking our temperature. They're asking us questions, monitoring how we look, how we feel, all those sort of things, and giving us a new uh, wristband each day, which basically signifies – you have the right to be on this property. And yeah. if you don't have this wristband, you cannot be on this property. And there is uh, very aggressive hotel staff like saying, who are you? Why are you here? They've got room num- They've got. They're walking around with papers with room numbers and Lists, last names. Yeah, and, names on the list. Yeah, yeah and, they, and they, so they're doing their best to keep this thing 
Not an entire bubble because I think there are some other guests staying here. I think somebody said like some professional wrestlers are here. But they have to get tested too. They had to get if you're tested. On property, you get tested. There was some kind of military group that's here as well. Yeah, they're that's also good. tested. So it, yeah, so everybody that's here is being tested. Uh, so it's it's interesting to see. Um, we're also, by the way, being re- required to wear masks uh, at all times. We're not uh, in, inside our rooms, basically. So if we're around other people, we're wearing our masks. Um, it is the first time that I've been wearing masks throughout this time. I, I had I hadn't been wearing it going to the store and that sort of thing. Um, it sounds like just before we sat down to do this, that in Nevada, where 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 we both live, um, masks are going to be kind of mandatory. Yeah, uh, so we're we're getting used to that feeling, and, and I'm okay with it, man. I get it, man. If it helps, like I'm totally okay with it, and I totally understand the logic. About it. I will say this, and I know this is extreme first world problems. <laughs> I mean, this is extreme first world problems. Uh, but Apple's gonna have to catch up, man. I have I am so tired of entering my password into my phone because normally oh, you got that face, face recognition <laughs> and it doesn't recognize you with the mask on. I actually saw today that uh, people talking about people catching up. You're now getting designer face masks like Louis Vuitton face masks and fucking Jesus. Gotta have it. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have it. I just want Apple. So I don't know. If, maybe there's a way. Maybe you can go like reteach it. Because uh, you know you yeah, can like yeah. teach because uh, like, you teach it when it when you first start right, and yeah. then you teach it your 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 fingerprints and all that. I wonder if you can teach it like with a mask on so I don't have to... Just to recognize your pretty eyes. Yeah, just yeah. Just the, the baby just blues the, the over The baby here. blues right there. Yeah, uh, yeah so it's uh, so that's the, that, that's the only drawback I've seen so far, but we'll do what we got to do. But it's... Um, I don't know. I guess I just want to say, I mean, I said it, it's just about 24 hours in. We're going to be here for 10 days. Um, you and I are both staying all the way through next Sunday, so that'll be all three of the USC fight cards. But I got to say, I mean, I think we both came here with probably... Levels of curiosity, not knowing what to expect, being uncertain how the UFC was going to pull this off. And I know that Dana's taken a lot of grief for saying, ah, don't worry about it. We got it. Quit worrying about it. And I, I have been a critic, too, of saying, like, I wish he wouldn't have taken that approach. I wish yeah. he would have taken the, here's what we're doing. Um, now, I mean, it's not really Dana's style, but I could have even got it if he said, listen, we're still gathering everything, but when the plan is done, you know, we're still figuring this out or whatever. But as I'm here, I guess what I'm saying is that it's clear to me that a lot of work was put into and money and money uh, was put into how this was going to be done. In fact, actually, for a piece that's going in the newspaper tomorrow, uh, USA Today, I'll actually have a print piece. So shout out if anybody wants Ooh. to go check it out. Yeah, yeah. Just don't uh, go outside to get it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't go outside to get it. But if you can find a way to get one to you, um, but I actually talked to Lawrence Epstein, who's the COO, and uh, you know I asked him about that. I said, hey, can you put a dollar figure on the cost? And he's like, well, I don't really want to put a dollar figure on it. He said, but I, I will say this. He's like. We haven't worried about the cost because we just realized that's what you got to do. And, and what our, our main focus is is safety. He's like, I will say that it is significant. You know, he's like, not only are we losing revenue uh, from not having a live gate, he's like, we're also losing a lot of revenue in commercial sales as well. He's like, our bar business is good. And obviously the oh, bars course, aren't open. Yeah. He said, we're losing a lot of money there too. He's like, that's a, that's a place that I don't think people are thinking about. Plus advertising, budgets are going to go down and all that sort of stuff. That's it. Yeah, you're right about that. I hadn't even thought about that level. And then, of course, you can just see you know, the added labor costs, the added uh, just execution costs of doing everything. But I, I guess I want to say, I mean, um, I guess nothing's perfect. I mean, there's no way to guarantee that nothing's going to happen while we're here. But I feel pretty damn safe in that they're doing like everything they possibly can. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a cliche at this point, and I know this is such a really divisive sort of topic, but I think I said it last time I was on the show as well. I, When I go into a supermarket, I'm actually 
believe it or not, so paranoid. I don't want to be anywhere near anybody. Not even about getting sick because I'll be unhealthy. But if I get sick, I can't work. I can't cover these events if I'm sick. That's and that's right. all I think about. So I'm actually, I won't go down an aisle if someone else is in it. I'll be very, very careful. I feel a lot worse and more nervous at a supermarket than I do here. Yeah. You know, and I think that's because that supermarket it does sound cliche but you're right well people aren't wearing like people, not everyone's wearing a mask at a supermarket right. not everyone's being careful about social distancing here like if you go down into the hotel lobby like not seeing that many people next to each other you yeah know, everyone's there's not hyper, that many people yeah. there's not that many people to begin with the people that are there are spread out everybody's wearing a mask there's hand sanitizer everywhere and I will say this too shout out to the staff here they have literally every time I see them they're cleaning non-stop yeah. I mean it is wiping mopping spraying like they are cleaning nonstop. yeah i mean it's just just i think by coming into a place where you have to be tested as you walk through the door you are therefore after that hyper conscious of everything you're meant to be doing so like if you're sitting that down if you're sitting down just at, a great reminder yeah if you're sitting down at the lobby no one's going to come sit next to you you know they will stand away from it and stuff like that so yeah i feel as safe i think as you can be in yeah this situation. the one thing i will say um that and again, this is kind of a first world problem. Not quite to the level of my <laughs> iPhone needing to unlock properly. Uh, but we need to have a uh, socially agreeable greeting to people. Like, yes. this is the first time a lot of us are seeing people yeah. again, you know. And, and these are people that we've been working with for years and years. Hug, yeah, you like yeah, hug, you know, yeah. hey, what's up? You know, like even, you know, a little fist bump. Or, and that's not exc- – I mean, so we need something. I- I'm thinking like maybe the, you know, like a, you know, a little, little – little, uh, Pump the chest a little yeah, bit, give him a shout or something. You know, kind of not quite Wakanda. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely not that. Yeah, that that, that looks somewhat like a Hail Hitler sign. Yeah, that yeah. that is, definitely we don't want that yeah. one. I don't know something a little. You know, like F five or so, just a little point at yeah, each other. Yeah, you know, something like that. we we gotta we gotta come together as yeah. a society and we gotta agree upon something that's not like, hey, that's just awkward or you're a freak yeah. and weirdo like. Ah, man, I'm, I'm giving you that love that I can't give you anymore. Tony, Justin, if you're listening, it's up to you at the face off. I want to see you guys do this. To you can't touch gloves. You got to work out. Yeah, the come up with something. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Imagine that if they go to touch gloves. They're like, I'm sorry, dude. I can't. Hands are tied. That's so weird. You know, I don't know if you have you been watching any of the submission underground events that have been happening in the interim. I saw a couple of clips and stuff. Well, they've been like oh, the touching elbow elbows. Touch, yeah, yeah. It is weird. Like, I mean, I think they're doing it just more like as an almost funny symbolic yeah. thing. Because I mean, like literally, you touch elbows and then put your hands on them. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it's kind of funny. What a weird time to be alive, huh? Oh, it is a weird time, man. That's, uh, I mean, listen, man, out of all the events that we've covered, out of all the fights and that sort of thing, and I mean, obviously, I've been doing it for a long, long time, like, no, you're never going to forget this one. Well, I have to say, like, not to pull back the curtain too far, but as somebody who works in the media, when this sort of opportunity came to cover this card, every, you know, after you do this for a while, I'm never bored of coming to work. I love doing this job. I love coming to the events, and it's it's what I enjoy doing. But every so often, that some sort of thing comes up where you're like, "Well, that's one for the book," you know. That's one that, like, like Fight Island, for example. Like, there's a huge part of me. As long as the logistics work out, and I know I can be safe, it's a lot of people. Like, who the fuck else gets to say, "I flew to an island to watch some people fight"? Like, that is a story. You know, it's funny because my son's birthday is next week, May the twelfth. He's turning eight years old, and I had promised my son, uh, and not that he asked it of me, but it just it was something I felt within myself when I promised my wife, my son, I was never going to miss another one of his birthdays. I said, I am not going to do it. Uh, there's not a fight big enough. 
that I need to miss your birthday, you know, because I missed a couple of, I missed his second, and I missed his third early on. And granted, he was young; Those he doesn't remember. Those are ones you can miss. <laughs> yeah. But even me, like I knew, like that day, and I, and I thought the same thing. Like one of them, we went to Disneyland like the week before. I'm like, we spent a week yeah, in yeah, Disneyland. Yeah. Like it's cool if I miss the day. But when I woke up on that day, and I think at the time I was in in the Philippines on this particular day, Manila. And uh, I just, <laughs> just casually, yeah, just there. And I just, I remember waking up and kind of looking out the window, going like, "The hell am I doing here, dude?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I love the sport, and I love my job, but like, I'm missing my kid's birthday for a fight night event. Like, ah, what am I doing? You know? So I, I'd reached that point where I was like, "Look, even if it was like Connor Diaz three, you know, the trilogy, I'm not gonna miss that because you know what? It's one fight. Somebody else can cover it." And then you've done I'll, them all at this point yeah, as well, right? You've done the big fight. That's it. Like, hey, man, there'll be other big fights, you know. But and, and credit to my wife and, and credit to even my son too. Like when this whole situation came up, I was like, I have to be there. And they yeah. were like, I, I totally get it. Like this is not a fight. It's it's not even I mean, as amazing as Ferguson and Gaethje is, this event is so not about watching a fight. It's about like just the state the state of MMA, the state of live sport, the, the history of the world. I mean, yeah, this is like I mean, I know it's silly to be like, we're, you know, this is historical. At the end of the day, we're just covering cage fighting. But it is. This is the first sport back, man. I'm, I am doing so many, like, mainstream radio hits right now of people that – I've had a couple of radio hosts that have been, I mean, very honest before I come on air. And they're like, listen, I don't know a whole lot about this sport. I hope that doesn't offend you. I'm pretty casual. But this is the only sport going, so we want to talk about it. And I'm like, no, that's great. I mean, the eyes of the world are on it. So, um, yeah, man, this this was an event that even though I had to kind of break that promise to my family and, and, and be out here, you can't miss something like this. Well, it's just, like like you said, this card is so stacked. It, it's from top to bottom. We'll get onto that, I'm sure. But realistically, the whole story, the, the bigger context and story about this card is none of the fights at all. The bigger story is, can they pull it off without fucking everything up? Essentially, right. like, everyone knows Dane is a gambler. Okay, it sounds like a bit of bad taste, like he's gambling with people's lives and health and safety, but this is a gamble. And, and and realistically, like, imagine the worst case scenario, one of them got sick and you don't even want to go down the road. Like, it can be bad. So this is about, and, and it's not just, like, us watching this for the bigger context, fans watching this. Best believe every other sport in the world is watching this and being like, can these, can we do this? You know, hundred percent, man. They want to see what's being done. Yeah. Find out. I have asked to get the full, uh, you know, 25, 30 page report, whatever it was that they sent originally to Florida. They sent Nevada. I haven't received it yet from the USC. Again, it's weird. So on the one hand, I'm applauding the hell out of them. It is clear that a lot of people put a lot of time and energy and effort. I mean, into the way that everything is staged. So for instance, when we arrived, you came in the other day, but you went through the same process. But when I when I, I came straight from the airport, so literally straight from the airport into a shuttle, came here. Once I got here, uh, in a side door, not even through the main entrance, in a side door, come in, ushered right to the medical testing, and yep. that that COVID nineteen test was right there. The antibody test was right there, where they take the blood uh, the blood from the finger prick, um, which I will say. I was I was hoping to hear that the antibody test was positive because I you know that I that I had it yeah, you yeah. know that I was safe and that sort of thing, um, but but I mean right away, and and you know the whole the, everything's cordoned off and there's little sections where everybody can be and there's markers everywhere to remind yeah. you to stay away even in the elevators, you yeah. know there's marks I mean again in the hand sanitizers everywhere throughout the property I mean. It is very clear that they took a lot of time, and I'm sure it involved a lot of people. Even that, if you haven't watched the embedded, yeah. uh, the first embedded, I, I was proud of them for spending as much time as they did showing 
uh, how the team was preparing for this at the UFC and what they were doing and the steps they were taking. So it's clear that a lot of people have put steps in this and, and thoughts into this, and they've, they've adapted the way they do their job to make yeah. it right. I just wish they would be more open about talking about it and, and sharing with the world what it is because – you're absolutely right. Every other sport is going to try to copy what they're doing if it's working. You know, what I mean, not that they came up with all the procedures. I mean, yeah, these yeah. recommendations, but I don't know. I just, I wish they would. I wish this whole thing. I, I applaud them for what they're doing. I just wish they would have been more open to talk well, about. Well, we it. we spoke about it yesterday. I think we were just like, I don't get why you wouldn't. Not only would you not be keeping it a secret, why you wouldn't be shouting from the rooftops from as early as possible, like not, we're testing everyone, everyone gets a swab test and antibodies. Like why? But that's the bit that gets everyone on your back. That's right. It's positive. Like everybody would be, you know, kudos, applause. Yeah, man, it seems like you're doing the right thing. And yeah, I don't understand the reluctance. I mean, I get it from Dana to a degree where he's just like. I don't need you people anymore. I don't care. Like, trust me, we got and – I, and I tried to warn people all along. Like, listen, when you hear him say, trust me, I got this, he ain't blowing you off. He's not saying, dude, we're, we, don't worry about it. We, we don't have a plan, but we'll figure it out. No, what he's saying is, don't worry, I got this. I've talked to all my people. They've told me this and that. They've handled like, – but I don't know. I wish somebody else would have been made available. Like, this is the time that – I wouldn't have a problem with Dana not being the face of this. Like, I get yeah. it. Dana doesn't know every intricate detail of this. He's too divisive amongst people, you know? Yeah, and, and, he, and I don't expect him to know this thing like the back of his hand, you know, to know every part and every detail of it. I get it. But I wish he wouldn't – I don't know. I mean, this is just such a unique situation. Like, I understand why the matchmakers don't do interviews. I understand why other people don't speak for the company. But this might have been one of those spots where you could have let somebody come out. I mean – not to get political or anything like that, but you know, letting letting a Dr. Fauci come out and speak yeah. instead of a Donald Trump. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I mean, even again, I think we go back to the same point. I don't, I don't need all the crazy. Like, I don't need what we're saying to the fans now. I don't need like when you come in, you get tested, you get those six foot markers all over the hotel. I don't need that. All we needed was a. Do they get tested for COVID nineteen? Yes. Yeah. Right. He never all, even, all, he never all I really answered needed. That directly, all I really right? needed, and that's the main criticism. And it, I think that. He was so angry at the media for, and I I don't think he's wrong. Certainly, some members like trying to like go after and find out his plans when he's trying to keep them secret. That's right. obviously a combative situation for him. But realistically, if he'd have said that from the beginning, I would we'd have probably found a lot of the investigative guys might have like laid off him a bit. That was the main concern, and I was concerned. Like it's ridiculous to ask people to fly in from all over the country when this pandemic is on and not test them at the very least. Yeah, but I ju- I just I don't. I can sort of try and see the devil's advocate on some things, but for that, I'm like, I just don't get why you wouldn't have said from early on. I don't get it. Uh, all right, I guess before we get too far uh, into the card, I want to talk one more thing about uh, the procedures. I-, I will say, just because it is unique right now, wouldn't normally talk about our airfare and our travel and that sort of thing, yeah. but it's unique, right? People aren't jumping on planes. I guess just want to share my thoughts. I mean, for- from the flights that I was on, uh, you and I, like I said, both came in on different days. We did both fly American Airlines, though, so we were on the same airline. Uh, but for me, I would just say, uh, airports were dead empty. I did not feel concerned that germs were being passed everywhere because there just weren't very many people. So I didn't. I didn't have that yeah. concern. There were. There was nobody at the um, at McCarran in Vegas. There was nobody at DFW. There was definitely nobody here at Jacksonville. The flights, uh, like I said, did connect through Dallas. My flights, both up, both flights had like 30, 35 people on them, and in what are those 160, 200 seat planes? I mean, there is plenty of space. Everybody was spread out. 
Uh, the flight attendants are wearing masks. Uh, they're not coming around. Yeah, I, think, I, I think 98% of people are wearing masks. Yeah, everybody, which I think on May 11th, I believe, so when we go home, American is going to require people okay. to wear masks. It has been it was optional on the way down here. But, yeah, it's, it's out there. So, uh, I don't know. I guess anybody that's uh, thinking about taking a flight or worried, I got to say, I felt pretty damn safe. I was pretty – before I flew, I was like, fuck, man, I really hope I don't get sick. Like, I was a bit nervous. But then I realized, like – People who are flying right now, not to say we have to fly, but people who are flying right now are flying for a purpose. I don't think anyone's flying because like, hey, I'm going to go to fucking Jacksonville for the weekend. Right. Wouldn't that be fun? So it actually seems to me that everyone else was thinking the same sort of nerves and concerns. Yep. So everyone else is, again, like we talk about being here, hypersensitive, like 98% of people wearing a mask. Um, I do think traveling and this is a bit depressing but i do think traveling sort of from airport to airport i realized you sort of get out your bubble of vegas and you're like oh this is everywhere yeah did sort of make me realize like this is life for a while right like it's not going away anytime soon and not just the attitude of when's things opening up but when are people gonna go back to normal i think it's a long time away well that's especially for us in vegas where i mean so much of it's around the hospitality industry and of course you know uh the strip you know the property owners everybody's battling like man we got to get open we got to get open but man uh, it sounds like, you know, the opening of those he- hotels is getting closer, but so what? You still got to get people to feel comfortable to be like, you know what? I just want to jump on a plane and go have a good time in yeah. a public place. Also, the only people who do that are like the people who wouldn't be careful, and those are the people you don't want coming to your <laughs> hotel right now. That's <laughs> so you true. You want people to be careful. So I just, and also, I, I, I worry, man, because a lot of the time during this, people have been like, oh, the world's changed, and I was really trying to like, no, we'll go back eventually. Like, but you see, like, uh, on the casino tables in Vegas, right, they've got these big perspex things going up in between seats. It's like, I feel like they're never going to take those down. Right. They're now they're there. Yeah, like, in the, super- take them away? in the supermarket, you know, they've got the glass in front of people. I feel like that's never going down. I completely agree with you. And I I'm, I don't really want that to be the case. I know it sounds like, oh, I want germs to spread around. But, like, fuck, man, if you go to a poker table, you don't want to be sitting in a telephone booth. Do you know what I mean? So I, that's, sad, that's one sad thing that I think, like, oh, I do think – I, I think I think most of that, you know, like I said, poker table, maybe they'll eventually make a change. But, no, I, I don't think a lot of that stuff's going away, man. I think it's here to stay, and it'll just become a point in time where people don't even remember why it got yeah. instituted. You it's, know what I mean? That's here, just the way you, it is. You know, if you think about it for long enough, it's probably here to stay because it costs the money put in, and then in, like, two years when they could take it down, it's like, fuck, why would we spend 30 grand taking those down? They're yeah. just there. So Leave them there, just, and yeah. they just protects us from other things and that sort of thing. So. That's depressing. It is, man. That's <laughs> there. All right, let's talk about what's happening here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're not being depressed anymore because i got to move on. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we talked about the arrival. I wanted to ask, because really the only media session we have so far is the virtual media day. Now, uh, the virtual media day is kind of what it sounds like. I mean, it's the, the Zoom meeting. Uh, we actually used a, a, a program called WebEx is what the USC elected institute. But it's what everybody's doing across every uh, you know company around the world. You're doing these virtual meetings. Um, and basically one athlete at a time was brought to a, a computer, sat down, um, and, and did a, 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 basically a phone call, a Skype call essentially more or less. <laughs> All the media was allowed in. Um, they could ask questions. They they could be heard, not seen. So the the, the fighter couldn't see the person. It yeah. was you know they're just answering a, a voice call basically. Um, so I mean, it, well, there's two things I want to say. I guess the first thing is uh, it's 
I don't think this is going to go away for a while. Like, yeah, in the this, same this way. This might be the poker cubicle. This yeah. is the poker cubicle, man. Like, in the same way that, like, I, I have said for a long time, I don't think we're going to have live crowds for a long time. I think probably the rest of the shows, you know, the shows for the rest of this year will probably be at the Apex, maybe even in the next year. It kind of depends on when we get a vaccine. I yep. think I, I just don't think live crowds at a sporting game is going to happen for a while. And I think same thing here. I don't think – a bunch of people in a room like we, we used to do, moving around yeah. and scrums and jockeying for position. I don't think that's going to happen. And um, I will say, especially for a first one, knowing there was you know tech things. I mean, I had a tech issue. I couldn't even ask questions, <laughs> uh, which was weird. And so finally I was like, I can't even participate. I was watching, but I couldn't even participate. So, But I'm not complaining. I, it, it had to have been something on my end, but I just couldn't figure out what the hell it was because uh, everybody else was working fine. But overall, I thought it went pretty smoothly. But I will say this, man um, – you know, knowing that how excited we are to have live fights again, knowing how big this uh, event is, I, I I watched all the interviews and I listened to all of them and and I appreciate them. I don't feel like I'm armed with as much information as I used to be after a media day in like really getting a sense of how a person looks physically, yeah. how they're feeling mentally, how you know all those things. and 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 uh. Look, I'm not complaining. Uh, obviously, I understand. It, it It would make no sense to even have a virtual media day and then all of us go like, oh, now there's 10 media. I think there's like 19 media is what I heard total or something. Many. Some of those are just photographers, though. So okay. um, I think that was the total list. But, you know, would it make sense for, I mean, hell, even 10 of us, you know what I mean, to be yeah. in a room? Like, I mean – it, it, I mean, we're going to have weigh-ins in the morning, the official weigh-ins. I'm going to be interested to see how – because they said we're going to be, like, socially distanced there. I'm going to be interested to see what a room looks like with <laughs> all of us six feet apart or whatever. I, I don't yeah. know. what, but, but anyway, either here nor there. But let me just say, uh, I will say this, that, um, yes, we got content, and, yes, you know, we got some stories up on Junkie, and, yes, we got some video and all those things. It served its purpose, but for me – Man, normally I feel like I can sit down, throw on the headphones, we can start talking. I can say, man, yeah, I've been covering so-and-so for years. I can tell you the way they were walking around today, something ain't right. And I, I, I feel like I, I, I don't have that. Well, I think the so – I completely agree with everything you said there. I think the issue is when a fighter is talking to a voice on a computer – you lose that sort of one-on-one human connection. So, it, like, a fighter's not going to get really intense into an answer, like, fucking, like, looking you in the right. eyes. You know, sometimes they get fired up and stuff like that. Uh, so you lose that aspect completely. I really think, like, the interviews become... Um, and I want to preface with all this. I understand why they're doing the, dig- the the virtual things. Like, We're not complaining. Like, that's just... It's just the reality. Like, here's, here's the things we're seeing. Yeah. So I think you lose... You lose that sort of uh, the character of the interview. They become very sort of vanilla interviews. Mm-hmm. Very sort of uh, no matter what you ask them, the fighter doesn't have any pressure to answer you in a decent way because they're not right in front of you. So the it sort of becomes a bit vanilla like that. I think too, and the people listening to this will probably understand this more than any. If you're a fan, I find that when I click on a Skype interview or a phone interview, I'm less inclined to see it through than I am a, a in-person interview. There's just something about knowing it was a, a back and forth, and then. You know, some interviews, not to say combative, but they go with, there's a flow to them. You know, yeah. you're back and forth, back and forth. When it's digital, you, you have to wait a second. Are they finished talking? Then you go in. Yep. So I think uh, I, I I think you're right in saying that they're probably not going anywhere for like a while, possibly forever. But I do think it will uh, take away like a very sufficient part of the energy of a fight week. You I know? agree, man. So especially the... Uh, and, 
usually it means nothing at all, but the analysis, oh, he did look fucking bad, didn't he? Yeah. I look, usually means <laughs> absolutely fuck all, but... But it brings something to it at yeah, least, it's right? something to talk about, right? That's what the media day is there to create for you to talk about and to speculate and all of this and that. I feel like with these, you just don't, you just don't really get it. And it's, it's sad, but it's also a part of... What we were just talking about, like, this is the fucking way we are now, which yeah. sucks, man. As, as someone who got into this to interview fighters, it's not the same, like, asking questions through a screen as it is, like, trying to joke around or whatever with them. Yeah, have a, yeah, have that little banter. I mean, they can't even see you. Actually, so I, I talked to Greg Hardy afterwards. I got him on the phone afterwards because I wanted to ask him, like, what he thought. Like, I wanted to get a fight. They love it. But, yeah, well, yeah. Well, I will say that, yeah, Cowboy loved it especially. He's like, wait a minute, this is all I got to do? And I will say this over the long run, I can definitely see a fight. Because those media days – I will say the media is, for the most part, are being asked the same thing over and over yeah, and over for again. Sure. You know what I mean? Now, granted, uh, you know, no, and I'm not disrespecting other interviewers. I mean, a lot of people come with one. I mean, I, you always like to have a little fun. I mean, people have like little things. You know what I mean? But for the most part, there are, especially for the mainstream outlets that are just trying to cover, you know, the bread and butter of it, they're getting asked the same thing over and, and, and over. And that's that's well, less to say. There's no disrespect to media. That's kind of just they have to like so they that, they know you've been asked that, yeah. but they still got to get your answer for yeah. their outlet. I still you, need you, it. You, yeah. I still need to know that's what your it. I need to know what your prediction is. So, so I mean, I can see the fighters kind of kind of liking this a little bit to a degree. But uh, so I talked to Greg Hardy and asked him. I said, you know, listen, man, you were part of the NFL. I mean, you've you've done all this stuff, but I, I, you've probably never seen something like this. And he's like, yeah, you know what? He's like, one thing I realized even in that short little thing. He was like, first of all. Kudos to the UFC. It was innovative. They pulled it off. Awesome. But they said, you know, the thing is, it was very easy for me to get detached. He's like, especially you're not even seeing an image. Like, you're just yeah. hearing. He's like, it was so easy for me to just kind of drift off for a second and not really be focused, not really be present. And then he's like, and I'm thinking about, like, what, you know, my, my even, like, my facial, like, you know, what I'm looking like, my nonverbal communication. Like, I'm just kind of like, eh. It well, that's like that's, it's funny because even a phone call, you don't get that. Right. Even a phone call, you're focused on what the other person's saying unless yep. you're doing something else. Yep. But if you're just sat there in the same space for a while, I'd, yeah, that's interesting. It's kind of weird. So uh, it's going to be something to, to follow. Like I said, I, it's, it's going to be the way they do things for a while. Um, but we'll see. Post-fight now. Post-fight's going to be interesting to, to give people a look into what post-fight is going to look like. Um what I've been told is that we will be in a backstage area. Again, we will all be socially distanced, so this will not be this typical scrum like normal. Uh, fighters will be brought up, put on stage uh, at a table by themselves. We'll all be at tables by ourselves. Um, and then we that are here are going to be able to ask questions in person. So we will actually get to have some face-to-face, even if it's from distance. Uh, and then, uh, you know, a little bit of that interaction. And again, not, not the, the, the video call. But... The fighters will then go do the video call so that people that aren't here. Yeah, they wouldn't like that so well. much. <laughs> yeah, that, that they're not going to enjoy as much. Yeah. That they're not going to enjoy as much. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but I don't know, just something to look. Uh, official weigh ins are in the morning, as they always are. Uh, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. I, I know they're trying to stage people out. I don't think they're necessarily telling them when they can come weigh in. I think they're just trying to make sure that they stay in communication. Yeah. It's not like they're scheduling the weigh in. You still get the two hour window. But I think they're trying to stay in communication and. Um, and kind of like make sure there's not too many people in at the same time. Like, hey, wait a minute, stay back in your room. I'll come on down when you get. Um, and I did hear that there's going to be face-offs afterwards, but I heard that I, I, I don't know if it's finalized exactly what they're going to look Shit like. Shit changes well, by the minute, right? That's it. Everything changed by the minute. So I don't know if that means like they will face off, but they'll be asked to stand six feet apart. I mean, it does seem, I don't want to say silly, but I mean, they're going to have physical contact yeah. the next day. Actually, just one one thing that I just remembered. I will shout out Henry Cejudo, 
the only person to wear a mask on the media call. Uh, that's right. He so didn't wear a mask. the whole thing was <laughs> just completely muffled. So that was cool. Uh, <laughs> it is. I will say that digitally, when you wear a mask, uh, it doesn't get picked up very well. Now, just the human ear, like, because I've noticed this, because we're all getting used to wearing masks and that sort of thing. There is, and I feel it, and I can see it with other people. They feel it. In fact, we were talking to Adam Hill, and he even mentioned the other day, you feel like maybe people aren't hearing you because yeah. you have the mask on. I will say this. In person-to-person conversations, you can hear the other person. Yeah, yeah. But when it's the digital pickup of it, yeah. it does muffle it pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things. It's just, it's just, I think we're all getting used to wearing masks. Life is changing, I mean? man. Yeah. Life is changing. We're all going to be wearing masks. All right, listen, we're going to get into the car before we do. The thing we're excited about is UFC 249 is back. We got live fights again, man. We've been waiting on this damn thing forever. And you know what, man? If you got live fights, you got a chance to wager on it a little <laughs> bit. You know what I'm saying? You got a chance to make a little money. And uh, DraftKings has sponsored us this week. We're proud oh, for them to partner up with this. They are the one, the leader, excuse me, I should say, in one-day fantasy sports. And they're putting you in the center of the action with the opportunity for a free shot at your share of one million dollars i know i was waiting yeah <laughs> i started to do the accent and everything but then considering that you know you're british and all i thought oh, that yeah. i probably shouldn't that's do it sweet of you. yeah i was like that's gonna be defensive i shouldn't do that so listen if you haven't tried uh fancy mma it's easy to play what you do is with DraftKings, you pick six fighters there's there's rankings based on all of them you have to stay under a salary cap so you can pick pick and choose different people up there on the card and then you pile up points as they fight for uh, for advances takedowns and more all that good stuff you kind of rack up points based on how people so it's not just a matter of picking wins and losses. Like a straight wager, yeah, that's cool. You gamble on who's going to win or not. This is kind of like a more nuanced level. This is fantasy MMA. you gotta, you got to have idea who's going to get more offense, who's going to get more takedowns, who's going to get more strikes, all that. So it kind of adds like a different wrinkle to it or whatever. So uh, basically the way they say it, there's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a share of $1 million. And it does. Listen, I've said this from the beginning. It is true. If you, if you, if you don't know if you like fights – and listen, not that they're going to be people that are listening to this podcast that have never watched a fight. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. That's not going to happen. But I will tell this to people that are listening that maybe have friends that don't normally watch fights. This is going to be a great weekend, right? Because yeah. there's no other sports on. Get them to tune in and put $1 a fight. Literally $1 a fight. If somebody has $1 on a fight, they now have a vested interest, and I promise you they will care about it a lot more. So this is kind of that next level of that. Again, a million dollars can be on the line. So if you haven't gone to DraftKings, do me a favor. Download the DraftKings app right now and use the promo code FROSTY. <laughs> Come on, how about that? We got the Frosty beverages worked in there. Use the promo code FROSTY to get a free shot and a share of $1 million in prizes with your first deposit. That's promo code Frosty to get a free shot at a share of one million dollars in prizes with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum five dollar deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. <laughs> Lovely thank, stuff. Thank you, DraftKings. We know that this is a, a difficult time in yes. the in the space. So to uh, to partner up with the MMA Roadshow means a lot. So again, go to DraftKings and use the code Frosty. And if you're a real Roadshow fan, you'll do a shot with your free shot. That's right. There you go. Free shot at a million dollars and just take a shot to go along with it. Get you, get yourself a little bit of that cool million. All right, let's talk about this card, man. Um, again, I mean, we just kind of admitted to you that I feel like I have less insider knowledge than I normally would. Um, but we have seen the fighters kind of around a little bit about. I mean, we've been passing in the night, passing the hallways, that sort of thing. We've watched the interviews. We've seen the countdown shows. We've seen... Uh, the Embedded's, I mean, we're staying on top of it. Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. I, I don't know how you can get more excited about a fight 
unless, of course, it was Tony Ferguson, Habib Nurmagomedov, I guess. But, <laughs> I mean, really, you, you can't – I mean, I just see no way that this fight isn't good. It's not exciting. And you can't criticize. I mean, for losing Habib Nurmagomedov, there really is. And I know this is the company line, and I've seen Dana out there, Damn. you know, throwing it out there, being like, There's, this is the – but, dude, I will tell you in this one, the man is not lying. Like, if, if you weren't getting Habib Tony, the, 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 this fight – I can't imagine two more action-packed guys, pure violence, pure aggression. Uh, I am I am pumped for this fight. And I tell you what, man, I am struggling with this pick because, to me, Tony Ferguson was obviously the guy that was keyed in. Yeah. He was getting ready for Habib. He's got the full preparation. He's got it. Uh, you know, all the things going on his side, uh, the, the, the incredible winning streak, all the things that Tony brings to the table. But Justin Gaethje, for a guy to step in on short notice, man, the power that he brings, the aggression that he yeah. brings, add in the fact that Tony does get clipped. Tony gets yes, hit. Does. You know what I mean? And so I'm I'm leaning my official staff pick was Tony Ferguson. Um but man, I just I have a hard time just writing off Justin Gaethje and be like, Oh yeah, this is this is clearly Tony's fight. The funny thing you say about oh like this fight is just amazing is that I remember after Tony beat Cerrone and Gaethje beat Barbosa both times, I was there, I was going, fuck, I need to see those two fight each other. I just kept thinking, like, I need to see him fight Tony, or I need to see him fight Gaethje. Right. It's literally the two buzzsaws of the division yep. fighting each other. I can't I can't wait for the fight. And I think, uh, yes, in terms of picks, I think when the fight was first announced and it was meant to happen in California, it's pretty comfortable saying Tony. You know, the guy's a cardio god. Justin's not a short term short uh, short notice fighter right. seems to me like it's pretty tony would survive the first couple of rounds and then get him out of there now especially after tony's little free weight cut that he threw i mean I, although i will say i'm not criticizing that because i think if any other person in the world did that that would be like them losing the fight <laughs> right there tony ferguson. tony ferguson that's probably just giving him like 10 hp like he's something <laughs> better you know so uh but uh in terms of picks i actually have gone after this little extra bit of training, I've gone from Tony to Justin because I went back and watched their last few fights. And man, Tony does get clipped. And Tony gets clipped by guys who don't hit as hard as Justin. Like Kevin Lee got him. And Anthony Pettis got him. And I think Justin Gaethje hits harder than both those guys. And if you watch Justin... Justin Gaethje, because everyone focuses on the just sheer aggression and violence and the leg kicks, people forget, man, it can crack, dude. Like he put James Vick out cold. Yep. Edson Barbosa, out cold. I think what Justin does very well is he'll get you against the cage and then he'll make you sort of run away. And as you're running, he'll smack you as you come on the way out. Yep. And he seems to just sort of... that It seems to be his, his, his go-to punch. And I worry that this is something that's starting to become more into common conversation, which kind of just sucks the way it is. But Tony is getting older as well, you know? And we always say, right... They're not old until they're old, you yeah. know. Then they just they just turn on. Happen in an instant. I will say I'll be. It'll be pretty devastating if Tony lost. You know, just to never get that Khabib Tony fight, it would be pretty sad. But I, I'm and Justin Khabib is a an amazing fight Wait, too. Fight too, of course. But I I'm leaning towards Justin. I think Tony gets cracked, and I think Justin is the first guy who hits hard enough to make that count. I'm having a hard time wiping that possibility out of my head, man. I I really really am, man. I'm a big Tony Ferguson fan. I always have been, man. I. I've said it all along, man. Watching his growth from the Ultimate Fighter, he man. He loves you too, as well. He I, loves you. It's, it's funny, <laughs> man. I I just I've enjoyed watching his development, and his growth, man. I had a chance to talk to him briefly behind masks 
uh, you know, a couple times, uh, you know, as we were crossing paths in the hotel. Well, it's actually, I, w- I will say, I was, when I pulled off in the cab at the host hotel on the first day, the guy, the cabbie was like, oh, or the Uber was like, why, uh, why are there so many people? I was like, oh, people are fighting. He was like, who's fighting? And I opened the door and Tony Ferguson sprinted past the door, just doing sprints outside the hotel. I was like, oh, that guy is actually. God bless. <laughs> was, okay, so listen, the first time I ran into Tony, that's hilarious because the nugget I want to share, the first time I ran into Tony, I was waiting to get that 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 swab test, the COVID nineteen test, and we're standing in line. We're all standing six feet apart. He wasn't in line, but he walked up because one of his training partners uh, was was uh, getting tested. You know, one of his cornermen, and uh, so there's a stanchion, like a, like a, you know, the little ropes or whatever that they're kind of marking like where we're supposed to go. And it's <laughs> he's got his full gear backpack on, right? Like one of those big UFC bags. You know, it's like full of gear, right? I'm not saying it's super heavy, but it's not exactly small either. And rather than just walk around the stanchion like a normal person would, Tony Ferguson's the type of guy <laughs> to, to take a shot, dude. He did a he did a, he did a yeah, shot right into the yeah full takedown attempt so that he could bounce under the stanchion and continue on. I was like, son of a gun, look he at is, this. God bless him, man. He's God just, bless uh, him. Hey, he's powered by just madness. I he guess. is, man. And so, I, so listen, man. I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of, like I said, watching him develop and his skills are great. But I do agree that, man. I think he's got to. I think he's got to get inside, man. I think he's got to work from the clinch. You know, elbows, knees inside, front headlock position, uh, make scrambles. You know, like if he sets up at kickboxing range. I mean, again, the Gaethje leg kicks are nasty. And his the knee Gaethje is power. Well, and, and the knee could maybe, maybe. You know, you know. So I, I, I am having. I, I leaned with Tony Ferguson. I'm taking Tony Ferguson in my official pick, but I'm having a hard time wiping out the power of Justin Gaethje in my head. And uh, and and listen, not that I wouldn't love seeing Justin Gaethje win too. I mean, that's a guy that I've been high on since his World Series of Fighting days. Telling people like, listen, if you're not watching World Series yeah. of Fighting, at least tune in for this guy. Well, Justin Gaethje's the kind of guy where uh, he fights like a a fight in a movie every time. You know, every fight is just like. Oh, you don't you don't like fights? Let me show you some of this, and it's just madness. Dudes are unbelievable. It's you know? amazing. Both of them. Both listen, of them. Okay. Listen, I you know the the world is the sporting world is going to be focused on this. Here's what I was actually uh, talking to somebody about earlier today. Like, listen, I don't know that the pay per view sales for this are going to be massive. I think they're going to be really good because people are starving for sports. But at the same time. We're talking about the financial challenges that a lot of people are having. You know what I mean? And if you're, especially if you're a family man, and, and maybe you know you got furloughed or you got laid off or whatever, man, and, and you got you know wife and kids or whatever, and you're the sole provider. I mean, you know, to say like, hey, I know we're cutting back on everything, but I need to spend my 65 bucks this week to watch. I can understand why people would have a hard time justifying that. I think the ESPN ratings are going to be great. I think they're going to be insane. I think the ESPN ratings are going to be massive. I mean, and, and not to say that it, it could compare to. Uh, the Last Dance documentary, which is you know a phenomenal yeah, yeah. documentary on Jordan. Obviously, NBA and Jordan especially yeah, appeals yeah. to a much wider. But I mean, if if a ten part documentary is averaging like five six million people an episode, and that's for the live viewing, not even you know, dude, this could do really. Well, it's good. also it's one of those things as well where it's just about uh the right fight at the right time, right? Yeah. If someone clicks on and you got a Forrest Griffin Stephen Bonner thing. Boom, and when there's nothing else to watch, you never know. You well, just, see, you so, never he, know. so here's what I say: like, I think the ESPN is going to be good. I think the or great. I think the pay per view sale is going to be good, but I don't think it's going to be like, hey, man, it, it blew away a Connor fight just because there's nobody. You know, it's not going to set the record. But what I will say is, I do still believe that the winner, especially if the fight's as incredible as we think you are, and, and the winners of all, I think the the winners of the featured fights, especially, they're going to get a long run out of this. I know we have other fights, and, and we're going to move on quickly in the MMA bubble to the next fights. 
But these mainstream sporting outlets that have nothing else to cover, I mean, dude, how many times, like if there's some fantastic knockout, how many times is the, is the replay, sure. the highlight? It's going to be everywhere. I mean, ESPN especially, of course, that's the broadcast partner. But everywhere, I mean, and and, and then you know, because as everyone who watches fights know, the fight's not the end of it, right? So then you go on the press right press conference. Who are you going to fight next? And then you got the eight other people on Twitter calling him out, and you get all these little threads out of just one fight. And I think you, that you actually nailed it. Like uh, the threads will be carried on on TV. Like they'll continue yep. talking about it. Well, Khabib and Megamedov said he could be back in July. Connor said he wants to fight in July. You know, like all this sort of stuff could come out from it. And so I think you're right. You're right. They will keep that that yep. uh, that wheel turning a lot longer than it usually would. I think so. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because the UFC really hasn't touched at all on the other two cards. I mean, it's kind of weird as we sit here to think about, man, right after this, I mean, all of our focus is on 249, but right after this, we got two fight night events, right? We got a, an ESPN event, an ESPN Plus event uh, that'll be right here. I mean, we got, we got a long week in Jacksonville, but that's all strategic, by the way. The UFC is not talking about those other cards because – they wanted the entire focus of to be on like 249, and it is weird. I, like I, I at first, at first, I thought, why are they not talking about everything? Like I, I don't get it. Like surely everybody knows that 249 is is happening. This, but it, no, there's so much else going on in the world in terms of people freaking out, and there's no other live sports to the point that I think people have just like got it in their mind. There's no sports. There are no sports. So because we actually, Adam Hill was talking about it. Some other people were talking about like even people here in Jacksonville. Their UFC fans didn't know that this was happening in Jacksonville, which is, is fine. I mean, there's no reason to local market. You're not trying to sell tickets. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a venue. But um, So it was funny. At first, I thought that was a strategic area. Like, why aren't they talking about the other cards? But I get it now. Like, they want to make sure everybody in the world knows you can tune in on Saturday. Well, it's fight. funny as well because just like now you mention it, you could think there's another way you could promote this. Like, sports up. Back this Saturday night, get your first sporting experience in two months. Well, you could do that, yeah. but it seems like they're trying to go with like the the UFC is here. Watch this fight, right? That, I think that's a better way to do it for the longevity of the sport. That's it. It's like the launch. It's like the launching point, and then they, and then they yeah. go from there. Uh, all right, uh, Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz. So excited! Oh my god! You know what? It's funny because I and I don't mean any disrespect to Jose Aldo. I was not really excited for Henry, Henry Cejudo's Jose future Aldo. husband. <laughs> He's so cringy. Gotta love it, man. I actually found that one. That's the funniest shit he's ever said. It was funny. Yeah, it was amazing. That. He's marry Jose. I love that he's willing to go out there and, and if do he's that. trying to marry people for visas, Henry, I'm open. Come on, dude. <laughs> so crazy. He's like, I will get you to the United States, man. That's funny. Uh, no, listen, um, I, I, I wasn't super intrigued by that fight. I'm really intrigued by this fight, man. I love the storylines going into it. You know, a lot of the discussion is centered around does Dominic Cruz deserve this opportunity? I think he does twofold. I mean, on the one hand, you know, most people recognize him as the Bantamweight GOAT. And I know he's coming off a loss. And I know he's had a layoff. Um, but he, he kind of deserves those opportunities. And then when you add in all the fact that Aljamain can't train right now, yeah. Peter Yan can't get a visa, Marias just fought him. I mean, yes, it's kind of – Alex can't get in. That's yeah. it. Sanhagen would be, you know, the one that might have an argument. But it's Sanhagen's still just maybe like a fight or two too soon. Yeah. Um, I, I love the matchup. And, uh, man – Cruz was on point. I finally got to hear the the, the media call. I didn't yeah, get to hear that. I listened to it last night. He was on point on the media call uh, earlier this week. He's sharp as can be. Uh, the, the 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 trash talk was going back and forth a little bit. Cejudo, his cringe is fun. It's it's. It, I love it. I've always said I love it. It's just it's entertaining. But uh, but Cruz is so quick and sharp, man. I, I will he say was Adam. Henry's cringe is what it is. I mean, it's for some people, for me, sometimes I feel like. 
I, I don't know. Sometimes it's not for me. Um, but it, I think it works against... I mean, the Aldo marrying thing was actually fucking jokes. That really made me laugh. But uh, for against someone like Marlon Mariah, like who who's like a bit like, what is going on? It kind of works. But against someone like Dominic, who's essentially the Elon Musk of MMA, yep. just some android motherfucker, yep. who's just like, Henry, you said that already. You, you've already called me Dominic. Like, wh- what else? It's like, oh, shit. It's like, not <laughs> apart. I will say that, yeah, because the, the Henry Cejudo cringe is fun. Like you said, the marrying thing, that's fun. The the calling the guy a girl's name or whatever, like, yeah, come, that's like played out. It's like, bro, so, come yeah, on, yeah. man. Like, and I'm not the I'm not the PC guy going, yeah. sir, that's very sexist. Yeah. Do you understand the offense? Yeah, me neither, I'm not but, saying that. I'm just saying, like, all right, it's a bit played out, right? Got it. You know what I mean? Like, no, you got to come with the quick wit. You know what I yeah. mean? You got to come. You got to come with the vintage Connor. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the quick stuff where it's just like, wow. But I will say, I, I will say this. I, I think we spoke about this last time on the show, so I don't want to go over my same points again. But I will say, if this wasn't Dominic Cruz, I don't think anyone would give him a, this fighter a chance. I if you said, "Oh, a guy's coming off injured, injured to fuck all the time, he's come back in," you wouldn't give him a shot. Because it's Dominic Cruz, and he's done it once before. There is something you're like, I reckon he couldn't stick and move for five rounds. I'm telling you, man, if he is at 100% and he is executing like he can, yeah. he wins this fight. Now, I did I did pick Cejudo. It's crazy to say. I still do have the question I, marks. I still do. I, I still I got to see. To me, it's hard to pick on the, I just bet he can. You know what I mean? It's like, I got to see it. For me, it's either going to look like Cejudo versus a guy who's been out for four years and he's going to kind of actually – Almost, not on the feet. I think Cruz will have his like Cruz will hold his own against anyone on the feet. The dude is just a a, a magician. But I think uh, you could I could see Cejudo wrestling him around. Yes. It could either look like that, or it could look like Cruz versus DJ Demetrius Johnson, where Demetrius Johnson was just too small to do that to Cruz. That's true. Then it could look like that. Man, fucking what a fight! Huh? I'm telling you, man, that, those top two are are insane. Um, yeah, man, I'm 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 peaked by those man. Two title fights again. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there again. I think it should have been three title fights. Francis Nagano versus Jarzinho Rosa Strike. You think so? Both those guys were campaigning for an interim title. I'm telling you what, I'm normally not a big fan of interim titles, and I don't know if it was just the fact that you didn't want two interim titles on one card, or you know, do, do you put the heavyweights as the Ferguson's main event? Interim plus at this point. Yeah, right. Now, exactly. <laughs> He's saying it's not interim title; it's the real title. Yeah. Um. But I, I don't know. I thought it should have been inter- for an interim title because uh, Stipe, you know, God bless him, but he doesn't know when he wants to fight again. And, 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 and I don't think you can hold that against him because obviously what he's doing as a paramedic and, and, and uh, you know, f- uh, firefighter, obviously that's first responder type stuff. But I don't know, man. If he doesn't know when he's going to fight and then you know that Daniel Cormier has got to have that retirement fight and all that. I, I don't know. I just I, – I wouldn't have hated this being an interim title. I wouldn't have hated it being an interim title because – you know it, that that fight Stipe DC, which it's funny. I don't right now. I don't want to see Stipe fight Ingarnu or Rosestrike. I don't want to see him fight anyone but Daniel Cormier. Right. And I, the same for Daniel. If they said to me Stipe's out, we're putting Daniel against Ingarnu for the title. I want to see that. I agree. I want to see that trilogy fight. That's the only fight that makes sense. I to agree. So, but I would say actually, just coming to me now, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for them to do an interim fight with this. Then if Daniel won and retired, they can just promote the winner of this to the champion and have Stipe fighting for the title. This just seemed like it was built in, man. That's why this has surprised me. Like again, I don't normally champion for interim titles. For the most part, people get interim titles and they go, ah, it's not. It doesn't even mean anything. I really want the world. You know, I get it, but I don't know. It just seemed to make sense. It seemed to like set up everything just in case things happen and that sort of thing. So, but but, it, but if if Miocic Cormier is still the goal, 
Like I'm okay to get, like I that is the goal. That should be the goal of the division, right? And it's 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 not Stipe's fault. Like the world, who knew the world was going to go on pause yeah. for a while? And Cormier's on a tight. It's, it's that's a rough political one for the UFC to sort of balance out. So I don't know. But it was funny. I was I was doing a, a Twitter mailbag earlier, uh, and uh, there was a, a question from Muna, longtime MMA junkie radio listener, and he was saying, you know, the UFC came out and said, hey, or Dana, I should say, specifically said, hey, people don't have to fight if they don't want to. With that in mind, would it be all right for them to strip uh, Stipe of the belt? And you know what I said is that I think it would be okay. I, I know we say nobody has to fight. Yeah. But what I think they could still say is, listen, you, you don't have to fight, but we got to move on. Yeah, so if, I, you, I, if you're still going, if it's if it's December and you still don't know because this pandemic's going on, we could strip you the title. However, I did have this caveat. I did have this caveat. It can't impact him financially. That's like you point. can't, you like yeah, if you can't he has, take him or champion pay after. That makes sense. You see what I'm saying? Like, hey, bro, we got to take this belt from you because we got to move forward. Now, when you come back, guaranteed, bro. When you're ready, title guaranteed shot. title shot, and you make exactly what you were making before. You're not making this now, like, oh, you're the you're the challenger. That's yeah, of thing. I'd be comfortable with that. That's because I, I, you're speaking Dana there. You knew that if someone asked him that, he's gonna be like, listen, he doesn't have to fight, but we have to move on. You knew that was gonna, of course, say. But you're absolutely right. That should be like. If you if they don't have to fight, you can't subliminally punish them for not fighting either. Right. And also, look, we're all fans of the sport. We all want to see the fight. But Stipe is morally like in the right here. Yeah, like the guy yeah. can't fucking train. He's like, yeah, well, no, it'd be one. He's thing a it, first responder. Well, there you go. That's what I was gonna say. It's one thing if the guy's like, listen, man, I just I can't train, and because of that, I want to give my full effort and all that. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like. Oh, by the way, I'm a paramedic and a firefighter. I'm the I'm the one that everybody is cheering for. When people go out and pound on their pots and pans, that's for me, dog. Yeah, yeah. That's for me. You know what I mean? That's so a like, rough one to say. Yeah. yeah, he was a coward. Now go into that firing building. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. All right, that's great. So, all right, let me ask you about Francis and uh, Jairzinho Rosestraw because I will say this, man. I'm not trying to take away from Jairzinho. I'm really not, man. The guy is super dangerous, um, and uh, you know, I listen. He's fun. He's exciting. I like him. I I feel like you know that highlight finish that he had last time is erasing from people's minds. The 24 minute. The rest of the fight, <laughs> like, did he? I'm sorry, he did not look good in that fight. And yeah. again, no disrespect. I'm, I, I, anybody competing in there has my respect. But if we're just breaking down fights and being honest. Yes, the finish was amazing. It was spectacular. It was a highlight reel. You could put it on the Bob O'Reilly video for years yeah. to come. But if, if we're talking about this, man, he did not look good at that point. Now, will Francis be able to execute the same type of game plan? No, I don't think he's going to be able to execute the same type of game plan as Alistair. I will say, I think we see at least some grappling out of Francis Nagano. I know. I think I just look. I'm not trying to say the guys like like a D1, whatever, <laughs> or whatever. But hold on, man. Just just go back through social media, right? Go back through social media. I saw uh, Randy Couture was part of the camp. Uh, part of the, one of their training partners, Blagoy Ivanov. Yes, yeah. Blagoy Ivanov is not coming in there to be a you know Throwing like a head kick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He like, hey, you don't go, Blagoy. Can you mimic Jarzino, please? Like, yeah, yeah. nah, that's not what he's gonna do. Like, he's gonna be a grinding body, man. So I just I, I see those things now again. Training camps aren't full training camps right now. But when I see those little clues, I think, you know what, man? They had to be working on grappling a little bit. And why wouldn't you? I mean, you're not going to – I mean, if you go and just stand and trade and throw, like, I won't say it's 50-50, but – It's close to it. It's close to it, right? I mean, they both got that that power. If you grapple a little bit, if you change things a little bit. I mean, Jairzinho, to me, against Overeem showed, like, zero ability to get up off his back, man. And yeah. Zero ability to get out. You know, I, I just – 
Again, I'm, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I'm saying I, I think if Francis kind of shows his breadth a little bit and not just tries to go, let's see who throws the hardest punch, that he's got a better shot. Well, I would say that it would be almost – because I think against Overeem, Jairzinho showed there's levels, you know, and, he, and like, look, he, he almost wilded it. He got Deontay Wilder and fucking got himself out of trouble, right, with a big, big punch. So true. It would almost be in Francis' best interest to win – with a bit of grappling to show, like, a hey, champion, Stipe or Cormier, like, I'm not the guy who lost to Stipe last time. I've grown. I've That's used right. this time to grow. That being said, a, a casual friend of mine asked me, looked at this card the other day, and he said, and this is a very unjournalistic answer I'm about to give you. He said, which fight are you most looking forward to? Is it Ferguson Gaethje? Is it Cruz? And I went, actually, no. It's Ngarni Rose Strike because it's been so long. I just want to see some cunt flattened. <laughs> <laughs> and either of these men can do it. And I can't wait to just see somebody fucking out cold. And that's a horrible thing to wish on anyone. But that, I just want to see some fucking violence. That is why we bring in Oscar Willis for the, the nuanced analysis, yeah. man. The really the high level discussion, the breakdown of technique. That's why we yeah, do it. I just I just I just want to see so I want to see some fucking insane KO. So, and somebody's getting knocked out of that. I want to see some dirty street fight like meme video. Like, I, and I'm sorry. It's just been too long, guys. It's been too long. Hey, man. I'm not faulting you. The it, last fight we saw was, bless them both, Romero Adesanya. <sighs> I need a, a little mint after dinner mint to take that out of my mouth, man. It's so been a while. true, man. It's so true. You know, it's funny. And, and, and as you say that, I'm sitting here talking about it would be really wise of Nagano to grapple yeah. a little bit. Dude, if he... Like grapples his way to a decision. <laughs> yeah. like, oh God! Oh, it's on you. Like, <laughs> oh, like you know, thirty twenty-five because he's just sitting on top of him for like <laughs> just four dragging fifty. Him the down, whole time. Yeah, it? just oh, Jesus Christ! I just John fitched him or something like that. I yeah. just totally cursed him. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, the main card rounds up: Calvin Cater, Jeremy Stevens. Don't see how that disappoints. Uh, Jorgen DeCastro, Greg Hardy. Uh, that could be fun as well. Both of those um, revert to my previous answer. That's what I was going to say. I was going to ask. I mean, in terms of building a, a card to just be fun, to be violent, to be aggressive, uh, those those are not bad. Either one of those pique your interest more than the other. I mean, I guess Cater Stevens is more like the immediate relevance in the terms of the division, at least especially speaking with Cater. I, I, I think if we're looking for like wild gunfire fights, which I think is what like I think the, those three fights and Garni Rose Strike, all those fights are built in mind of I think Stevens Cater is going to last the longest and yeah. therefore give us the best opportunity of back and forth crazy drama so yeah. for me that's the one that stands out I agree man it's, it's going to be fun and again this whole card I, I mean I'm not sitting here trying to give the USC a commercial I mean trust me we're excited about the uh, fights finally again but I will say man this card th there's no like spots on it where you just go Eh, that one, like, eh, I mean, somebody. <laughs> to me, every, every every fight on here, I mean, Cowboy, of course, man, I'm a huge Cowboy homer. Cowboy Pettis, I mean, those are two guys that have been around, done that. Yeah. And I will say, a big crossroads moment for both of them. I think one of them is going to come out of this fight um, not, like, on the verge of retirement, but not in a really good spot. On their way there. Yeah. I, th I think uh, Cerrone said it in an interview recently with Brett Okamoto from ESPN. He said that... It, it, he sees the light at the end of the tunnel. He's not quite there, yeah. but he sees it. He's like, you know, I'm finding it in training. I just see it. And I think both of those guys are – they're actually – it's a perfect fight in the sense that they're exactly at the exact same point where they're both at the the end. They're, they're at, they're at the, the crossroads. That's the perfect way of putting it. Absolutely. Um, and I hate to think about it. One of them's going to take, take a big step back. Um, Alexi Olnick versus Fabricio Verdum. Um, I just – 
wish they would just go grapple. I know yeah. that's not going to happen. I, I think Verdum's a pretty uh, significant favorite here, and I can he's understand striker, why. Man. Yeah, I understand completely why. He's a much better striker, uh, much quicker than Alexi Olenek. Uh, but I wish they would. I, I literally been, wish they would He's been out for a while, though. He has been. You never know. By the way, and, I saw, and also he was out for a reason that might affect us. He was out for a reason. <laughs> I will say I, I saw him. I heard. I, uh, I heard. I actually didn't even see him. I just heard him earlier because you can definitely. Yeah, he's got yeah. that voice. And he's got. And he was. Uh, he seemed in good spirits. I'll just say that. He, say was, he would. Yeah. There was some a going on there. You know. So you know that was going. On. Yeah. I wish they would grapple. I don't think they're going to. I think Fabrizio is going to outstrike him. Uh, and then the uh, those those uh, prelims wrap up with Carlos Barz versus Michelle Watterson, Uriah Hall versus Ronaldo, Jacare Souza. Another two fights where. Fighters are at crossroads. Fighters have things to prove. Uh, both those, to me, intrigued by people that are going to take a step forward and people that are going to take a significant step I think, back. I think Michelle is safe because I think she's very, as the word is, marketable. Yes, well, listen, dude, it should be, she clicks, man. Yeah, like, yeah, and she, we understand why. We don't have to pretend about it, but yeah. it is true. She's very marketable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she has that X factor. Yes, she has the X factor. But... Uh, that I think should be okay, but if Carla lost, that'd be a big step back for Carla. Mm-hmm. Uriah and Jackeray. I mean, Jackeray is a, is a, is a legend at this point. For Uriah, I feel like this is a very much a. Actually, it's pretty tough to say to Uriah, right? You must win this fight. It's against Jackeray, by the way. Right. It's pretty tough, but I think for those guys, they both need to remind people why they're here, why they're around, you know, why their their names have value, uh, recognizable value. I, uh, I I like the pairing of Uriah Hall and Fortis MMA. I mean, obviously, I'm a, I'm a Fortis MMA homer because that is actually my home, Dallas. I mean, Vegas is where I live now, and it is my hometown now at this point. But I was born and raised in Dallas, and I'll always, my family's still there. So I have love for people doing good things in Dallas. But uh, Stay Saud is just a, a great dude, man. I love his personality. I love the way he does things. And the idea of Uriah being at a place that is like a team, where they're really like a family, not just a gym, I can see that like boating well for him, but also somebody that will be a drill sergeant, you know what I mean, that will crack the whip on him. So the idea of being both both loved and accepted, but also like pushed. really, really pushed, yeah. man, I think that could be a good fit the for him. Ar- the ironic thing is that is the perfect fit for him. He just happened to go there at the point where they can't be a fucking family. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> like he's on an air mattress so in a gym uh, on his own. It's literally like, Bro, we got this great family concept. Trust me. Like <laughs> in about eight to nine months, oh, you'll see. You'll see oh. what a great family we are. That's a rough one. It is rough. And then the early prelims. Uh, man, look, Vicente Luque versus Nico Price, two all-action fighters. Obviously, I love both those guys. Nico, especially, he's just a madman. Yeah, he's great. Knocking people out off his back. Bryce Mitchell, Thug Nasty. I've been a big Thug Nasty fan forever from his days competing under a World Series of Fighting Banner. Charles Rosa, I love Charles Rosa as well. Uh, a good dude. Uh, I said it for a fellow fellow food service background guy. He's got the culinary <laughs> arts degree, so we share that. <laughs> and he's just always been a nice guy, man. So I like him a lot. And then, again, Fortis MMA, Ryan Spann, and, uh, and Sam Alvey, who I, I don't see how you don't love smiling Sam Alvey. Uh, he's just a, a character, man. He's been around forever, and he's a character. Again, not trying to be silly, but there's no fight on here where I just go, yeah, whatever, man. Somebody will win and whatever. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think at this point, uh, watching the UFC, I've heard 10 most stacked cards ever of all time. This is the biggest stacked card ever. You know, I've heard a lot of those yeah, at yeah. this point. Um, I don't know if for star power, right. I, d- I don't think this is the most stacked card ever. Right. But if you were to go against other cards like fight by fight, I would say that this has the least amount of filler 
of any card I can remember. Like you know, I agree. that's what I'm that's, saying. Just the fight where you're like, look again, no disrespect to anybody, but look, man, when when you're doing you know 42 cards a year and there's yeah. 12 fights, I mean, there are occasionally matchups where you're just like, all right, well we done. Somebody's. I mean, this these two guys, like one of them's got to win and one of them's got to lose, and that's all I care. Yeah, you know what I mean? Next like, Wednesday, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, whatever. You know, that's not it. No, this man, every everyone, and I agree. I think what you're saying is exactly right. Like, yeah, this doesn't have a Conor McGregor. This doesn't have you know a Brock Lesnar, or a Ronda Rousey, like those those high level. Yeah, you know, yeah. the, it doesn't have that. It doesn't have that. Like, oh my this god. This is this isn't like 205 or 217. Three title fights. Got to see it. Yeah, yeah. But I'd say from from like the old saying, from top to bottom, man, it's a tough. It's a it's a I was gonna say what I th- what I like about it is that like even if you don't have the money in the bank to buy the pay per view right now, like yeah. if all you can do is afford to 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 tune into ESPN and watch the seven yeah, prelims, you're still good. You're gonna have a fun time. Yeah, and and it, if we if we were in the real world as it used to be, BC before Corona, um, <laughs> if we were back in real time, if I had a friend who didn't watch fighting, this would be the card I'd be like, we're watching this card. Yep. Because you can guarantee like there there are. I mean, you don't even know about the no crowd aspect and stuff, so you've got to have an asterisk on it a bit. But there are easily, in my opinion, one, two, three, four, five, like probably six or seven like certified fucking bangers in there. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? It could like, be nuts. Yeah, the no crowd thing, we're going to see how that plays out over this week. Actually, we're going to see, probably see how it plays out over the course of the year. I think that's going to be the new norm as ugh. well. We've been talking about how the media day is going to be the norm. That's going to be the norm too. So uh, we'll see how it goes, man. Uh Wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Should say, by the way, uh, the return of and a half is coming. Since we are going to have fights, we are going to have a post-fight show. So if you enjoy those, make sure you go over to patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. Sign up there for a little as just $3 a month. $3. Who ain't got $3? $3 a month. You ain't spending that at the bar, motherfuckers. Exactly, right? You can't go to the bar. So spend it there. Uh, We'll we'll, uh, dole out that and a half episodes for you and – Man, we're going to have three of them coming up pretty soon, so we got plenty of fights, so uh, do that. Uh, listen, no audio to share, no interviews, because, listen, it's just weird. Uh, once we get back home and we start doing – I think we're going to be doing most of our – it is nice to be on the road again. Yeah. I think the MMA Road Show is going to be the MMA Vegas show for most of the rest of the year. It's going to be at the Apex. Uh, and by then, I'll, you know, then I'll have my phone set up and I can probably do some audio interviews and that sort of thing and share some of my interviews uh, today. I couldn't even get into the media day, so I did. I, I have no audio to share because I didn't ask anybody any questions. I tried. <laughs> I tried three times. My computer wouldn't work. And then after Nolan that, King stealing your first I, question. I just tucked my tail and walked away, and Nolan King took my spot as first question guy. So that was uh, that was painful. I said I actually tweeted. I said, "Now I'm the old guy that can't get his VCR to stop like flashing 12." And like the new tech savvy guy is taking my 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 job. He's stealing my thunder. He's taking everything I work for. I believe is yes. somebody you may know uh, has said before. So anyway, listen. Uh, yeah, we're glad to have fights back. Official weigh-ins in the morning. We think they're going to look pretty much normal. We think there's going to be face-offs. We don't know exactly what they'll look like. Uh, maybe they're just 100% normal. We'll definitely have that. Obviously, no fans, no ceremonial weigh-ins. Uh, but, of course, we'll have all that. And, of course, we'll have full fight night coverage. We'll have and a half. Maybe we'll have Oscar Willis. I don't know how many other people we can have, but we'll just make sure that he's not <laughs> working. There's not a lot of people here to choose from, but maybe I'll go solo. Thanks for that. In- yeah, I mean, I mean, what I mean was uh, the high <laughs> level. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The analysis is just off the chain. Yeah, yeah, he's just the only guy we can pick right yeah, now. Sorry, sure. if you guys I get tired of him, let me know. I, I apologize. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in the meantime, let me just say to everybody back home, thanks for helping out. Uh, Cold Coffee, obviously, I wish he was making the trip, but he will edit this all together and put it online. And I'll tell all of you, thanks for listening. Thank you.